Markets are a bit in limbo today. We've seen bond yields reversing their initial response to non-farm payrolls last week, just a little bit. The US dollar has temporarily switched direction and the Aussie and Kiwi dollars are back in fashion. But for how long? Well, it depends on those US CPI numbers. They are a day away. So more jockeying for position today. But locally, the NAB Business Survey. What's that going to tell us about prices and confidence? It's Tuesday, the 9th of August, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Another session of confusion for U.S. equities. Any gains earlier in the session have been lost pretty much with the Dow, uh, just the only one uh, managing to climb up above zero. It's up 0.1%. The S&P and Nasdaq all down 0.1%. Whereas in Europe, big moves up. The Eurostox 50 up 0.9%. The FTSE 100 is up 0.6% this morning. The U.S. dollar has fallen a quarter percent on the DXY index. It's down 0.6% on the Swiss franc, but a big rise, more than 1% for the Aussie dollar, just shy of 70 U.S. cents now. Uh, the New Zealand dollar also up a lot today. The Canadian dollar is up 0.6%. Little movement in most other major currencies, though. And bond yields are down six basis points off 10-year treasuries. The same for German bunds, 10 basis points off 10-year gilts in the UK. Yet Aussie 10 years rose 12 basis points yesterday, up to 3.2%, and down four basis points in the futures overnight. And oil is up a bit, well, a fair bit, if we're being honest, a 1.3% rise in both WTI and Brent, uh, but Brent just over uh, $96 a barrel, still a way down from where it's been, of course. Sky Masters joins me today from NAB in Sydney. Uh, so there wasn't a lot to go on uh, data-wise yesterday, was there? But we've seen a bit of a reversal of, of what happened on Friday after the non-farm pay- payrolls. I mean, Treasury yields have moved down, the dollar is lower so a bit of rethinking going on? Morning, Phil. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's just a bit of a, a consolidation um, following the strong sell-off that you saw in um, bond markets on Friday night. So, you know, as you said, very little on the news front to, to in- impact sentiment overnight. Um, short-end yields have, um, haven't have rallied or drifted lower in yield as much as we've seen in the longer end. So, you know, further further flattening in yield curves, the US 10-year curve, um, two-year 10-year curve, sorry, is at 40, minus 45. Um, so that's flatter by about five basis points overnight. Um, so, yeah, I, I just point it to being a bit of a consolidation ahead of um, mm. Wednesday night's US CPI report, which everyone's looking at. So if we see, yeah, waiting for, this is the day in between, isn't it? We're, the excitement is just mounting. It's so immense. But is there, has there been any retraction uh, in the expectations? I mean, we're, we're sitting on this idea of possibly a 75 basis point uh, hike after those surprise numbers, the jobs numbers on uh, on Friday. But since then, uh, you know, we've had a, a lower uh, inflation expectation read from New Zealand. And a similar story from the the New York Fed survey as well, you know, both suggesting, well, you know, perhaps there's always that question, has it peaked? Well, maybe it has, if we believe these two surveys. Yeah, I mean, those inflation expectation surveys are are, are interesting and, and, I mean, should be viewed favourably, I think, um, by the Fed, you know, the New York Fed survey. Uh, you had sort of, you saw the second consecutive monthly decline in, you know, one year, three year and five year horizon expectations. Um, and, you know, while inflation expectations remain very high, so the New York Fed one year consumer inflation expectation is still high at 6.2. It is, it is, you know, off, off the peak. Um, and it is, it is heading in the right direction. So does that mean um, then we should ignore the, the idea of a 75 basis point, another super rate hike next time by the Fed or? 
Uh, would that be reading too much into just one survey? Yeah, I, I think um, we're probably making too much of one survey. I'm not sure whether it does sort of influence um, the 75 basis point call or, you know, do, I do recall, though, when the Fed shifted from their 50 to 75 basis point hike, I think this is correct. That was after the um, strong uptick in the um, uh, Michigan Consumer Expectation yes, Survey. So, yeah. uh, you know, so... so uh, who knows? But really, I mean, what's going to drive whether they go 50 or 75 will be the CPR report on Wednesday. Tomorrow. Um, yeah. But all, all I think is is worth noting in, in a night where there wasn't a lot of data releases out there, um, you know, consumer inflation expectations are, are heading lower. And as you said, we saw that in the New Zealand report, which was released yesterday. Now, that report has a much smaller sample size than the, the New York Fed one. Um, mm. But, you know... Well, there's it, less people in New Zealand. Well, yes, there's less people, so... <laughs> there are less people to ask, aren't there? Um, but at the end of the day, they're, they're heading lower, which is a good thing. And equity markets are still a little bit confused, aren't they? They've been down, they've been up, uh, no massive moves, although there was quite a big move in NVIDIA, which is the company that makes graphics cards for uh, gaming computers. Uh, they're down uh, over 9% at one stage because their quarterly revenue was a billion less than expected because there's a decline in demand for gaming graphics cards, which hopefully you'd think would mean kids are playing less games on their computers, which would be a fantastic thing. But no, apparently a part of it is because of, of crypto. People who've bailed out of crypto have now got all these uh, graphics cards that they're selling secondhand. So that's uh, reducing demand firsthand. It's, it's funny how the, the cards are falling coming out of COVID, isn't it? Uh, let's have a look at what's happening in Europe, though, where, incidentally, equities are up quite a bit today. But the Centix investor confidence for the Eurozone for August, minus 25.2, which is better than minus 26.4 in May. It's better but it's still got that minus symbol followed by quite a large number, hasn't it? So, I mean, it's not all hunky-dory, it's fair to say. Yeah, so it, it, this survey did come in slightly better than expected and, and it's a little bit better than the, the previous month. But, at, you know, at minus 25, um, if you exclude the, the drop in the that we saw during the pandemic, um, you know, this this reading is still at levels seen back here during the Euro debt crisis back in 2012. So it's still it's still it's still very, um, you know, very, very weak. And, you know, investor morale remains very, you know, very low impacted by, you know, the soaring energy prices and the tightening in monetary policy that we're seeing and then the mounting concerns about recession. So, um, you know, confidence levels remain at, at, at sort of sort of ultra low low levels and I think we've talked about this before Phil on previous podcasts but um, you know the drop off that we're seeing we have seen in confidence has come far earlier in this tightening cycle than you would normally you would normally see um, you know and, and is a bit of a concern um, but I guess you know, understandable given given you know what we have seen in terms of um, rising energy costs and and sort of soaring inflationary pressures. Yeah, absolutely, and and it seems like the ECB are preparing for those countries which are least able to to deal with this uh, this increasing debt. So uh, the report in the FT today saying that they've calculated that between June and July. 
Uh, the ECB injected 17 billion euros into Italian, Spanish and Greek bonds. This is basically as bonds matured from uh, Germany, Holland and France. They basically reinvested that debt into those uh, southern European uh, economies. So they're not going to be sort of sunk under rising borrowing costs uh, the more the ECB moves rates up. So I guess that is just a precaution, isn't it? But another sign, you know, that, you know, clearly the ECB's view is that they are going to keep going with rates. Yes. Well, I mean, every, you know, every central bank is still, is still, is still same, doing the same thing. Yeah. Who knows where we finish? Yeah. I mean, the yeah. certainty, you know, as I say to people at the moment, that the certainty is, is that central banks are still tightening monetary policy. The, the yeah. uncertainty is where do they go to? When? And when do they, do stop? they stop? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When does it all end? Yeah. Uh, the uh, the NAB business survey today, uh, we will be looking for signs of creeping inflation in those numbers as well, presumably. Yes. So we've got both the NAB business survey and the Westpac consumer confidence report both out today. So on the on the NAB business survey, yeah, the focus will very much be on um, what, what those sort of um, price pressures um, are, are showing. So... Um, you know, the, the last survey we did show elevated input price pressures um, and a willingness uh, for businesses to pass that on to the consumer. Um, so, you know, that's something that we'll be focusing on to see what the what the report says. Um, and, you know, it'll also be interesting to see what consumer confidence has done in, in the month of August. So we, we've seen seven consecutive monthly decline, declines in, in confidence. Um, yes. This survey. Yes. Yeah, so from one hundred and four point one hundred and four point three in December down to eighty three point eight last month. That is quite a fall. Yes. Yeah. Now this survey, um, I think it was done over the time that the RBA um, tightened policy by fifty basis points. Um, so that mm. might have an ongoing negative impact on on confidence. Um, but at the same time, I think you know fuel. We have seen a bit of an easing in fuel prices. So. Um, maybe that's sort of provided some support to, to the consumer in terms of their confidence levels. Right. Well, yeah. Well, maybe you know, just as we've been seeing in, uh, in, in from the New York Fed, maybe we'll see signs that perhaps inflation um, is starting to ease as well. You know, I mean, we'd be getting off relatively lightly, wouldn't we, if, if Australia starts to to ease off so soon, uh, having come a little bit later to the party. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree that I think I think you're seeing in the. Um, in expectations coming off in New Zealand and the US, but yeah, we have to remember they started their tightening cycles earlier than um, than Australia. Yeah. So you know, I, I don't think we're going to get off that lightly. No. <laughs> well, historically, it looks like we won't, doesn't it? If you look and look and see where where inflation tracked, Australia often was a little bit later. Uh, so, but but you know, it didn't stop it being any better. Uh, look, New Zealand card spending is out uh, this morning. Also, the uh, NFIB Small Business Optimism Survey, uh, which really, really should be renamed, shouldn't it? The Small Business Opt- Optimism Survey. Uh, but of course, as we've said before, everyone is readying themselves for that CPI number tomorrow. So uh, we'll hold out for that. Good to talk, Sky. Uh, we'll catch you again very soon. Thanks. Thanks, Phil. A slightly shorter one today because there's not a lot happening. Uh, That's it for the morning call for today. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Uh, Back again tomorrow morning. Have a great day.